Hello everyone, this is Tiffany and thank you for joining me for What's On Your Mind to present the 15th President of the United States of America, James Buchanan. James Buchanan, the 15th President of the United States from 1857 to 1861, served immediately prior to the American Civil War. He remains the only president to be elected from Pennsylvania and remain a lifelong bachelor. He was born April 23, 1791, near Mercerburg, Pennsylvania, U.S. Died June 1, 1868, near Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He was a moderate Democrat whose efforts to find a compromise in the conflict between the North and the South failed to avert the Civil War from 1861 to 1865. Buchanan was the son of James Buchanan and Elizabeth Spear, both of Scottish Presbyterian stock from the north of Ireland. His father had immigrated to the United States in 1783 and worked as a storekeeper. Buchanan was educated at Dickinson College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, graduating in 1809 and studied law in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He was admitted to the bar in 1812 and soon established a successful law practice. His gift for oratory led him to politics. Buchanan never married and remains the only bachelor president. In 1819, when he was 28 years old, he became engaged to Ann C. Coleman, the daughter of a wealthy Pennsylvania family. He broke off the engagement for an undisclosed reason, and shortly afterward, Coleman died, possibly a suicide. While Buchanan was a senator, he shared lodgings with another bachelor, Senator William R. King of Alabama, causing some tongues in Washington to wag, but... In conformity with the mores of the time, the relationship was not a public matter. When Buchanan became president, he made his 27-year-old niece, Harriet Lane, his hostess. Buchanan had served as her guardian, and he had overseen her education since she was 12 years old when her mother, Buchanan's sister, died. He took her to England with him when he was minister to Great Britain, where she became accustomed to being in the limelight. In the U.S. Capitol, she was a popular figure, even dubbed the Democratic Queen. A Federalist, Buchanan served in the Pennsylvania legislature from 1814 to 1816 and in the U.S. House of Representatives from 1821 to 1831. When his party disintegrated in the 1820s, Buchanan associated himself with emerging with the emerging Democratic Party. He served as U.S. Minister to St. Petersburg from 1831 to 1833, 
For the Andrew Jackson administration, U.S. Senator from 1834 to 1845 and Secretary of State from 1845 to 1849 in the cabinet of President James K. Polk. The annexation of Texas and subsequent Mexican-American War took place during Buchanan's tenure as Secretary of State. Buchanan's role in the war was limited, but he played a more active role in the border dispute with Britain over Oregon. Despite the 1844 campaign slogan of 4440 or fight, the matter was settled peacefully by treaty. In both situations, the United States gained large tracts of territory. Buchanan had sought the nomination for president in 1844, but had ultimately thrown his support to Polk. Failing to receive the presidential nomination in 1848, Buchanan retired from public service until 1853, when he was appointed minister to Britain by President Franklin Pierce. In Congress, Buchanan tended to side with the South, and although he felt that slavery was morally wrong, he did not want the country to eliminate the institution by the introduction of evils infinitely greater. From his perspective, a greater evil would be freeing the slaves and making them the new masters. Abolishing slavery by the massacre of the high-minded and the chivalrous race of men in the South. He therefore tried to impress the Southern Southern Party leadership with his respect for the constitutional safeguards for the practice. Thus, in 1846, he opposed the Wilmot Proviso, which would have prohibited the extension of slavery in the U.S. territories, and he supported the Compromise of 1850, which attempted to maintain a balance of Senate seats between slave and free states. While in Europe, as minister to Britain, he played a large part in drafting the Austin Manifesto, which was October 18, 1854, a diplomatic report recommending that the United States acquire Cuba from Spain to forestall any possibility of a slave uprising there. Buchanan's support for the manifesto stemmed not only from his fear that such an uprising might have an inflammatory effect on slaves in the United States, but also from his basic belief in American imperialism. It is beyond question, he wrote to Congress in 1858, the destiny of our race to spread themselves over the continent of North America and this at no distant day. Having thus consolidated his position in the South, Buchanan was nominated for president in 1856 and was elected, winning 174 electoral votes to 114 for the Republican John C. Fremont and eight for Millard Fillmore, the American Know Nothing Party candidate. During the campaign, Republican speakers harped on Buchanan's seemingly heartless statement that 10 cents a day was adequate pay for a working man. They jeered him as 
Tencent Jimmy. Although well endowed with legal knowledge and experienced in government, Buchanan lacked the soundness of judgment and conciliatory personality to undo the undo the misconceptions the North and South had on one another and thereby thereby to deal effectively with the slavery crisis. His strategy for the perseverance of the Union consisted in the prevention of Northern anti-slavery agitation and the enforcement of the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. Embroiled In the explosive struggle in Kansas over the expansion of slavery from 1854 to 1859, he attempted to persuade Kansas voters to accept the unpopular Lee Compton Constitution, which would have permitted slavery there. The economic panic of 1857 and the raid on the arsenal at Harper's Ferry, Virginia in 1859 by the abolitionist John Brown added to the national turmoil. Buchanan's position was further further weakened by scandals over financial improprieties within his administration. At the 1860 Democratic National Convention, a split between within the Democratic Party resulted in the advancement of two candidates for presidency, Senator Stephen A. Douglas of Illinois and Vice President John C. Breckinridge, which opened the way for the election of the Republican Abraham Lincoln as president in 1860. On December 20, 1860, South Carolina voted to secede from the Union. By February 1861, seven southern states had seceded. Buchanan denounced secession by but admitted that he could find no means to stop it, maintaining that he had no authority to decide what shall be the relation between the federal government and South Carolina. His cabinet members began to resign, and stopgate measures were rejected by Congress. War was inevitable. The president refused to surrender any of the federal forts that he could hold. However, he ordered reinforcements, January 18. 61 sent to Fort Sumter at Charleston, South Carolina. However, when the federal supply ship was fired upon by shore batteries, it turned back. The call for a second relief mission came too late for Buchanan to act. As the crisis deepened, he seemed impatient for his time in the White House to run out. Upon leaving office March 4th, Buchanan retired to Wheatland, his home near Lancaster. His reputation suffered during his years in retirement. Congress, the Republican Party, President Lincoln, the U.S. military, and national newspapers all ridiculed his handling of the Fort Sumter crisis and his failure to prevent the succession of southern states. The Senate even drafted a resolution to condemn Buchanan, in fact, to prevent the defacing of 
Buchanan's portrait. It had to be removed from the Capitol Rotunda. Buchanan vigorously defended his presidency and and died confident in the belief that posterity would vindicate him and redeem his reputation. Presenting the 15th President of the United States of America, James Buchanan.